Hi there, I'm Lucia Bodeman. And I'm Nacha Vieira. Welcome to our podcast from both ends, where we discuss life issues and share interesting stories. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. It's lovely to have you here. How are you today, Lucia? I'm doing well, thank you. And thank you everyone for joining in with us and listening to another episode of ours. We hope you will enjoy it as much as we do. So Lucia, tell me something. Are you a couch potato? I avoid being a couch potato because I know the effects of that, especially in terms of gaining weight and becoming lazy and less productive and all of those bad things. And I am very much prone to becoming a couch potato. And do you prefer books or films? Um, it's hard to say because I love both. Um, I understand the reason why films have gained a lot more um, momentum, a lot more fans even. Because, um, let me see, according to, let me get a little bit of information for you here. According to Google, I don't know, I didn't check the site. Um, books are considered more accurate, more careful and objective as compared to videos. However, videos uh, or films in general are time efficient and way more convenient, right? You can watch a, a movie much faster than you can take in all the information in a book. So I can see uh, why films is, is, is definitely more popular, especially today where everything is so quick and fast and do it now, you know, because of social media, all this immediatism and all. But I'd like the, the idea of, you know, buying a book, of having a book, of fresh, you know, I even smell the pages of a brand new book. So, but they are expensive nowadays, unfortunately. So sometimes the Kindle option it's cheaper. So, it, but in response to your question, I don't have a favorite. I don't have a preference. I, I like both. How about you? Films are more convenient. It, it, the feeling that I have is that books, they give a lot more work because they're more in depth and you have to think and you have to imagine. Like, for example, the characters of a book, you have to imagine you have an idea of a character. On a film, it's mm -hmm. all given already to you, right? That's why That's sometimes true. when I read a book and then I see a film, I say, oh, that character is not like how I have imagined him or her, yeah, you know. Yeah. And sometimes it is really the director's or the screenwriter's viewpoint of that book. To me, it's like you're, you're entering the story. It's almost like they're offering you a door to a brand new imaginary situation, imaginary world. So, you know, I get that. I, I, I enjoy that feeling, you know, where you're, you're going into something completely unknown. So you're going to build that character, like you said. You're going to build that whole context. You're going to build that world. Like when, um, I don't know, I guess Alice in Wonderland, for example. When you read Alice in Wonderland or, or The Little Prince, um, you just go into, you know, it's just fascinating, the, the trip. <laughs> you know, quote, unquote, it's, it's fascinating. And then when you watch the movie, that's, that's not how I pictured it, exactly like you said, you know, but it is, you know, you don't have to think as much, you don't have to, you know, uh, movies are just much faster. Everything is just already cheated yeah. for you. And it's just, it's more and more convenient. But I don't know if I would trade the, the you know, the, all this imagination and this fascinating voyage for convenience it depends 
Yeah, and then I wonder if there is any link with, you know, we have been talking about the dumbing down society somewhat, mm-hmm. haven't we, that people don't know really how to uh, have a make a reading comprehension or to question things or yeah. to, you know. Yeah. And I wonder if this is somewhat part of it too, because the movie, you're so passive. You know, it chews it all up for you and gives you everything. You don't even have to imagine a character anymore. Nothing, you know. You're, and yeah, it's nothing. like you're losing half of the magic. You know, the, that's where the magic is. You're missing out on all of that. Yeah. So then right? that mental work, you know, of imagination, of imagining the character, mm-hmm. of imagining, that is taken away from you. Yeah, I was, I was thinking here, as you were mentioning that, um, the Harry Potter fans, mm-hmm. um, I would have to ask my son this because he's a huge fan, but I'm just wondering, well, I remember him telling me that reading the books and watching the movies, he did both. He was just into those books like crazy, like he, he would barely eat, you know, he was just in those books most of the time. And I had to kind of grab him away in order to, for him to do his homework and everything else he was involved with. But I don't know if he loved the movies all that much, you know, because, you know, you know it's I like Outlander. Both. Have you <laughs> read both. Outlander? Oh, yeah. So you've read Outlander and you've watched Outlander. So yes. what do you think about the comparison? The same thing. I think the books, they are a lot richer. It gives a lot more details. And one very interesting thing about the book is that the book um, talks a lot about her you know, Claire, her mind, what she was thinking, how she was feeling, how, you know, so it, it really, um, it really talked about all that feelings and how she was feeling and everything. So you kind of really felt with her. You see what I mean? So it's not just looking at an actress, make a sad face or an angry face, but she was explaining to you exactly why she was angry and mad and everything and how, you know, So it was those little tiny details that you couldn't see on the series, which the series, the TV series, they were pretty good too. But my question is, do you think the Claire uh, in the program lived up to the character that you read in the book? I think so. I I think so. In my point of view, I I don't know, maybe because I like the TV series so much too, Mm -hmm. you know, that even though I might have had another image of Claire, while reading the book, but the actress did such a good job that suddenly it became her. Okay, so let's go to the pandemic and your uh, your watching um, behavior. Okay, how often did how much did the pandemic affect how much or how little um, you went to streaming services for entertainment? Oh no, it's funny because since I stay at home a lot by default. But I read a lot, too. I love reading a lot. So feel, sometimes I am kind of impatient while watching a film. Uh, it's not every film, of course, but I, I kind of prefer books. <laughs> They have more depth. What about you, Lou? How was it in your experience? Yeah, it did. It actually did um, raise a lot of uh, <laughs> my hours. Okay, definitely it got... I did it more often because I'm used to going out. I like, you know, going, even though I was working and then eventually I retired, this would be the year last year, I should say, would be the year of retirement, as I mentioned. 
in other episodes, but the fact that I didn't travel and I didn't do a lot of what I had planned, um, you know, you feel you're stuck in the house. So if you're stuck in the house, what are you going to do? Okay, well, you can't do this. You can't do that. So um, what am I going to do? Am I going to eat? Am I going to read books? Am I going to, you know, what can I do for entertainment? And, you know, for my mental health, you've got to do something. You know, this is where the anxiety comes from, from a lot of people. I know panic attacks and I didn't want any of that or depression. And so entertainment is where you go. So, yes, I totally uh, went to Netflix. I watched more series than I had ever watched before. I think I got, I started counting and then next thing you know what I was, I was uh, following um, maybe something like 13, 14, 15 series. And people are still saying, Hey Lou, why don't you watch this series or that series? And I'm kind of going today going, no, thanks. I don't want to hit 20. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I did add a couple more because I not only I used to be only on Netflix and then I was on Apple because I had like a free subscription for a while and then I started watching the morning show with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon very very good and more recently I began watching Ted Lasso which is really funny and last night won maybe 20 Emmys Mm -hmm. and it's a big big hit and For me, Ted Lasso is interesting because I'm enjoying to see Americans in finally enjoying soccer. You know, this program, Ted Lasso, is, 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 you know, changing some habits there, you know, and some preferences. So I'm 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 enjoying uh, watching how this change is happening, you know, in terms of sports. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've definitely found like I, the crown I was already watching. Um, Gracie, Grace and Frankie, I was already watching. Um, a couple of others I've added to the list, but other than that, no, yeah. uh, no big ones. Yeah. How about yeah. you? Which ones did you, did you yeah. stick we, to? What? We watch a lot of TV series because, especially because during the winter time, autumn, winter, you know, yeah. fall, um, those times, you know, it's cold. You don't have much to do. You don't go out. Things are not, you know really open Mm -hmm. it gets dark really soon so me and my husband we watch a lot of tv series and there are some that they were really nice but i must say there are some that you know just more of the same too (laughs) so Mm -hmm. after like the third episode it's like meh (laughs) the feeling that i have is i've already seen something similar and uh doesn't bring anything new yeah yeah, I got some information about the UK media habits, and it says here that um, a lot of the adults there stuck indoors, spent 40% of their waking hours in front of a, of a screen on average, mm-hmm. and the time spent on subscription streaming services also doubled during wow. April. Uh, at the height of the lockdown, adults spend an average of six hours and 25 minutes each day staring at screens. Oh, wow. 12 million customers signed up for streaming services during the lockdown. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is, you know, that those are big numbers. Those are big Even numbers. though they're not actual numbers right now, but those are big, big numbers. Mm-hmm. But one good thing that I have discovered is because we used to watch a lot of Netflix, but then uh, my husband, he downloaded uh, an app because we have a smart TV. You can download apps. 
and the app, uh, one of them is for the Discovery Plus. And the Discovery Plus has a series of um, channels, and it's interesting because it has, for example, Animal Channel on it, you know, TLC channel, so on. And then on the Animal Channel, I discovered something called Aquarium, and it is uh, it is like a reality show, let's say like that, but it follows the the behind the scenes of the aquarium in Atlanta, Georgia. It is this huge. Oh, that aquarium is great. Aquarium. I've been there. You've it's been huge. there. Oh, yes, I, I have. didn't have a chance. It's oh my lovely. god, I, I, I didn't lovely. have a chance. It's wonderful. But it shows the behind the scenes of it. You know the work they do with the animals. The training, you know, the and also the Fantastic. rehabilitation programs they have in connection with um, other other veterinarians or biologists or you know um, preservation groups throughout several parts of the world. So it's huge. It's huge, you know. And seeing all that behind the scenes was. I learned so much. It was so interesting. And that kind of thing, you know, because it is somewhat educational and it, it brings another focus from what Netflix offers, you know, then that I kind of like, you know, I, 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 I really prefer those kind of things. So History Channel, you know, mm-hmm. I really like History Channel, that one, that Discovery Channel, Animal Channel. So it's really, really nice. That's yeah. right. It's nice to have that option. Yeah. Yes. I wonder, what's the name of the app again? In case anyone listening Dis- would be interested. Discovery Plus. Netflix does offer some good documentaries and nature does. films and stuff. True. You know, like one that was a big yeah. one that was huge and it got a lot of um, uh, numbers was My Octopus Teacher. Have you seen oh, that Oh, that's one? beautiful. Yes. That one yeah, was beautiful. That's a really interesting mm. one. I love that. And I think mm. it was really, really popular, I'm sure. Yeah, but um, you know that's the kind of film that um, does. It surprised me the fact that it was that popular because a lot of people are so much more yeah. into something like money heist. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, and and I'm going wow, like a film about an octopus being teaching you something, like nature teaching you something. People yeah, like that. Like that was a very pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, because you know, or maybe David Attenborough series. Oh, they're wonderful! Beautiful Mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it's on Netflix also. It is. It is, Uh, and it's quite popular. But I don't know if it's that popular here in Brazil. I have I haven't checked the numbers. But beautiful, beautiful series. So Netflix does offer these things, but Mm -hmm. maybe the popularity isn't that great. Yeah, that's true. Why they, you know, why they they prefer to, you know, to offer other type of productions. Mm -hmm. But they're there. It's funny that it tells me that how people prefer stories rather than, you know. I don't know, science, reality, slash biology, slash ecology. People prefer stories, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, because it, it, it touches the human soul. Mm-hmm. We're all made of stories. And so, I I mean, this is just my opinion, of course, but I, I, it just seems to me like a story is something I might be able to connect with. So when I choose a film to watch a story about someone, I don't know, about like Marley and me, 
Okay, I'm a dog lover like you are. And so Marley and me would connect. Okay, I, I would suffer and cry like crazy. So I don't think I want to see that again. But <laughs> but it touches me, you know, it has something to do with who I am, what I believe in. So the storytelling vibe, I think is is interesting, because like Harry Potter, we talked about Harry Potter book or film or film. Yeah. Um, it tells you something. The, the kids, you know, there's a whole generation that grew up with uh, with Harry Potter. And, you know, even those little symbols, the magic, the language, the people, the characters, they they, they say something to everyone who, who watched them or, you know, read the books. So the stories are always magical, you know, or they, they hurt us. They, they bring about feelings that are so important. Harry Potter Unfortunately, was... they don't do that with... I don't know if people are into that with animals. I don't know. I would be, but yeah. Harry Potter was such a breakthrough back then, wasn't it? Because I think one of the good things about Harry Potter was the fact that it um, got a lot of kids back to reading. It seems that reading wasn't, you know, was that boring type of thing to do (laughs) for the youth. Yes. And it it really got the youth to read, to like reading. Harry Potter was really amazing that, yeah. Yeah. Huge lines waiting for the next book. So which, okay, so which one, uh, which series would you say you watched that you enjoyed the most? Or the Um, most? Outlander was for me mm-hmm. number one. <laughs> Outlander yeah. was amazing. Gracie and Frankie was another very good oh, one. Yeah, that series. I like I like a lot of the biography type of movie things like Rocketman. I watched it recently and was really nice to see. I watched the one about I think it was Versace. And Versace, yeah. Yeah, Versace. Yeah. So, you know, it was I like the story of people, you know, real people, biography type of stuff. But I I kind of like documentaries too. <laughs> That's why sometimes I tune in into the Discovery Channel and History Channel and so on. Yeah, what about you? What are your favorites? The Crown, for sure. Oh, yeah. Forget about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, The Crown, for sure. Grace and Frankie, for sure. Um, Ted Lasso, as I mentioned before, The Morning Show. There's a brand new one out on um, Amazon Prime, which is Nine Perfect Strangers, based on a book. I did not read the book. Um, let me see what else I watched. Um, the Karate Kid one. I forgot the name now. There's a new one, Cobra Kai. This is it. Oh, yeah. There's a new series, Cobra Kai. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. And um, let me see what else. I think that's based. Those are basically the ones that I watch the most. Um, and just recently, yesterday, in fact, I watched on Netflix um, a documentary about Bob Ross. Bob Ross was an artist. He had a program on television, I think, in the 70s and 80s. And he did a program, which, interesting enough, a lot of people do on YouTube right now. Okay, which is he he would teach people how to paint. You know, I think it was, I don't know, the I forgot what the little the name was for the program, 
But the way that he did it, okay, he would say, well, anyone can do it. You just grab this color and you put this and you draw a line and you do that and you do this and you do that. And he became very popular in this program. And, you know, and, and a lot, he got a lot of followers. Next thing you know, a lot of art schools were following the Bob Ross method. And he was really, really popular. So the documentary talks about what happened you know, behind all of that. And when I finished watching it, I just thought, hmm, okay, the people that I follow on YouTube, uh, where I get my watercolor tips and lessons from, they're following his method. They're doing exactly what he did. So whether they realize that or not, they're doing it exactly the same way, you know, in a very soft voice saying, do this, don't do that. It's okay if you get this wrong, but, you know, believe that you can do it. The process is better than the, the, the outcome. Just enjoy it. And and I'm going, hey, a lot of these people, are, I thought they were so original. <laughs> but now I'm realizing, aha, you know, you know that thing about you copy everything. Everything transforms. <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. transforms. Yeah. But I'm still, I'm still active on uh, on these things, but I'm just not into any more series, especially the ones on Netflix. Um, the ones I've watched on Netflix, I'm kind of done with, which is why I'm, you know, which is why I am kind of um, migrating to Apple TV and Amazon Prime. The ones yeah. on Netflix, I think I'm, I'm, I'm done. I think I'm okay. Yeah, any bad ones? Have you watched any bad? Many things you would not recommend. I cannot. I cannot remember titles. I I came across a few bad ones, like after the first or the second episode. I say, uh, uh-uh, nope. But they're so bad that sincerely, I cannot remember the title. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But there are yeah. some. You know, yeah, some of them are really repetitive too. You know, it's just like it's, it's not like oh, I've seen this story better told. Yeah. yeah, and there's still a lot of love stories being filmed. A lot mm-hmm. of love stories. I mean, there's so I don't know. It's it's just my opinion, but they're so predictable. I don't know how I don't know people still like to watch it. Maybe the you know it's just like aguacuasuka. It's just an easy thing to watch, I guess. When yeah. you got too much going on, maybe that's why. Yeah, but every time it looks, it seems to me like every week or every I don't know every other week or so, there's a new movie out about love and (laughs) finding your find the right person, love story, and love this and love that. Going okay, well, not for me anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I still believe in love. I just think that those series and all are just a bit too too predictable. (laughs) You know, the girl's going to end up with the guy. So yeah. Hey, what about the the shift to social inclusion? Have you felt that in on Netflix? Because yeah, because uh, before we did not see a lot of female lead we did see some but not a lot in films and uh, in tv series we did not see a lot of people of color with uh, important roles and definitely not the homosexuals you know films or story going around them and nowadays on netflix netflix seems to be i think oh, yeah. netflix was the first one to break that paradigm for example, yeah. the story of Elton John, Rocket Man, you know, which mm-hmm. has a sexual scene 
between two men, which was something that before we would never see. Right? Yeah, or even Versace. You mentioned the Versace. Yeah, Netflix and other streaming services, not necessarily Netflix, but I think this is good. I mean, it's we have to get over the shock. We have, you know, it, we can't run away from it. We can't pretend it's not happening. This is the yeah. world today. This is society. And so if you, I think, um, you know, we have to be, you know, we're, we're not kids anymore. We have to grow up at some point. <laughs> so we have to realize that this is the world that we live in, whether you agree with it or not. You know, it's, it's, it's not about you. So you're part of the world, but you're not the one who decides on what's going to happen out in the world. So there's no point in you trying to go against uh, progress, development, change. So I think it's a good thing. You know, it is shocking sometimes. We're not used to it because we weren't raised that to to see that. You know, and so it's always a shock when I see two guys kissing or two girls kissing. You know, it's still a shock. And this, and I'm talking about my my son and my daughter. You know, with their partners, it's still a shock for me. I keep quiet because you know this is something I have to learn to deal with. But they're not wrong. I'm the one that has to, you know, to realize that, you know, this is this is it, you know, and they're in love and everyone's entitled to love. Why not? Yeah. And so, you know, it's hard on me. Yes. Having been, you know, having grown up with a very strict Catholic uh, society, you know, going to church every every Sunday and all of that in my mind, in my head. So, whoa, this is <laughs> This is wow, you know, it's a big deal. And definitely the word is shock, but I'm getting over it. I mean, it's it's fine. I think I think, you know, it's like that tough medicine that we have to take. I don't know. How do you feel? Um, I think it's uh, fair to this new, let's put it this way, this new society, the society that is um becoming, because I think they have been in hiding for way too long. You know, that's true. I was glad that, for example, Alton John could tell his story. Yeah, and, in a yeah. Way. and there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of humanity within each person's story. You know, mm-hmm. uh, because the the strongest story that I remember in when I that I used to watch was my father, and it had such a it was so beautiful. It had such a positive effect on me. I learned so much. Was Kunta Kinte. I don't know if you were in the States at the time, but um, look it up, Kunta Kinte. It's a beautiful story, okay? Um, and since then, other productions, you know, and black, edit, black uh, producers, black directors, black uh, actors, and, and the, the market is opening up to all of this, to embrace all of these stories, you know, of, of hardship, the fact that these stories are being told, they, that they are coming out, um, just like with the gay community and other people who are also um, um, deprived of telling their own stories. I think this is it's a breakthrough. It's it's fantastic that this is happening. Yeah. You know, uh, Black Panther, right? We had Black Panther, which is an awesome film about superheroes, okay, because we're doing Marvel in DC. And then you have... Uh, a superhero who's black. That's fascinating, right? And now we're getting more blacks uh, uh, in the art of leading roles. They're not just, you know, before maybe, you know, gone with the wind, they would be the slave, they would be the maid, they would be this or they would be that. 
And now they're they're the leading role. You know, the, the story is about their um, they're being immersed in a society, okay? looking at things from their perspective, from their minds, from their eyes. So the change is fascinating. I welcome it. I, I applaud it. And I'm looking forward to many, many great stories and many opportunities for learning from all of this. I know I have much to learn. So, Lucia, anything else? No, that, that's, that's about it for me. So again, I thank you listeners uh, for joining us again, for, well, for coming back and stay tuned for future episodes. It's lovely to have you with us. So guys, it was lovely to have you here. I hope you have enjoyed and I will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye Lou. Bye-bye. Take care.